Hi, I'm Maria Thea Harris or Velo Sews on social media. Welcome back to So of a 50 podcast on So Organized Style. Grab cuppa and relax with us. On So Organized Style podcast, I begin today by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land on which we record this podcast and pay respects to the elders past and present. Thanks for joining us on So the 50 podcast on So Organized Style. So over 50 intersects with all communities. We're a community that is so over ageism. Clive Ball at Brutiful Design is today's Sober 50 podcast guest. Yes, we're continuing to talk to men in the sewing community and he's actually going to tell us about Boys Sew 2. Hello, Clive. Hello, how are you? Good, lovely to see you. And, you know, you've been very busy. Yeah, this last couple of weeks has been a whirlwind of, uh, you know, wonderful stuff that's happening overwhelming but yeah it's been it's been really interesting now some people may know about you so you can choose would you like to talk about your background or would you like to jump into what boys so to hashtag is all about yeah I can talk about my background I'm quite happy to do that okay I think it leads quite nicely into what this is all about as well brilliant let's start yeah okay what do you want to know? <laughs> so Clive has been sewing for a while and I see you do a lot of live on Instagram. So give us the background, Clive. So in a nutshell, my sewing history started when I was a young child mm-hmm. on a Singer sewing machine, you know, the hand crank Singer sewing machines, which are amazing machines. It was given to us by my grandmother and we made some home furnishings, me and my mum. Didn't know how to sew. There was nowhere really that would teach you. It's important that I start out with that as well, because I was more interested in sewing as a younger child, but got told at senior school that boys can't sew, you don't sew. So I was put off for a long, long time until I went to college. I studied textile design there. I was quite a shy kid. So from there, I didn't really go off to university and do the whole fashion textile thing until later on in my life when I matured and became more comfortable being a sewer. There was always that doubt in there that I couldn't do it. I later on went off to do a foundation in art and design at Warwick College near where we live. And that gave me a portfolio of work to be able to apply for university to go and study fashion design in Surrey. I was 24 when I went there. Fashion design and the whole kind of degree world of like fashion design is very, very cutthroat. It's very hard uh, industry. But also it made me realise that actually I didn't want to be a designer because the industry is not necessarily an easy industry to get into, but also not a very nice one either. From what I've come across, work you know, companies mm. were expected to work for free. I was in my mid-20s and I just couldn't do that. So fast forward... I started a degree. Sadly, I didn't finish it due to one of my family members was in a car accident. So I came home. They're all okay now. And from there, I basically just got a job and paid my rent and my bills because that's what you you had to do. Yeah. So fast forward to 40 years old, I was like, right. You know, I was always sewing on and off just for myself more than anything. And I thought, I really want to make a go of this. I really want to make a try and make a career out of this. So I started my business, Brutiful Design, doing alterations and making people's clothes. And a year after I started, COVID (laughs) COVID hit. (laughs) Yeah. From there, it kind of stopped. 
and now we're getting back into the swing of things. It's slowly starting to creep back in. Uh, that's a little bit about my background. Yeah, that's where it's coming from. That's your background. And so how does that fit in with the hashtag voice so too? In the last few years, I've joined a few groups on social media, yep. specifically on Facebook. Um, there's a couple of sewing groups, men who sew, sewing menswear. You know, it's a great community of guys that are on there that are showing their mates. And there was one chap on there in particular called Rob Dawson, who I've been friends with socially on there for a few years now. And Rob was always one of the guys that was very active in there. He was always sewing, just really positive, um, encouraging, wonderful kind of life of a person. And sadly, Rob lost his life very recently. Um, I did get to meet Rob recently at the Stitch Festival in London. Wow. Yeah, we both walked on a catwalk together. Yeah, he very sadly lost his life. And that is what inspired me to start this movement or initiative or whatever this is going to be. It's, I feel like it's um, it's coming from a place of grief, I suppose, to make sure that a message that Rob wanted to put out there, that boys so too, which is also one that I wanted to put out there from a young child being told, no, you can't sew, mm -hmm. uh, it's only for girls, it just came from a place of I uh, wanted to make a change and wanting to kind of like give guys a voice, I suppose, in the sewing community. Because I think sometimes when you go to these sewing shows, it's very much a uh, female orientated industry. I'm not saying this is not coming from uh, a place of like, oh, what, a, what about us? The, the men are muscling in on this industry. I don't think we're very seen or I think it, to be a man and so, and to be proud of that, is not a wide recognised thing. And I think that needs to change because there are lots of men out there that sew. Lots of young boys out there that want to sew. This last few weeks, I've seen so many little stories, had so many messages coming in on the Boys So Too Instagram page, which have been really wonderful to see and inspiring. It is out there, but I just don't think it's widely seen. And this is the reason why I wanted to start it. And, you know, in Rob's memory too, because I think that's really important to understand that this came from seeing someone that was so passionate about sewing as a man and encouraging and others to do it as well. It's his message as well as mine. So, yeah. So are we looking at visibility for men and boys in the sewing community? And it's all men of all sorts. Yeah, yeah all men, boys of all ages, genders. We live in a very different world now. So there might be some people out there that are listening and they don't identify as a boy or a man. Could, they could be non-binary. This is more about the message of just be who you are and just enjoy sewing and don't be scared off by anyone that's going to tell you it's a gender-specific skill to have because it isn't. Yeah, I hope that that's kind of understandable to, you know, the listeners in this day and age, we want more kind of inclusion and equality. And this is just part of it in this kind of industry, I suppose. So is education part of Boiso too? It is something that I am looking into. I haven't had chance to have conversations yet with the people I would like to talk to about this. But definitely at the shows, I think we'd like to see more boys and men doing the sewing classes that happen at these shows because when you do walk around these shows having 
done them with my partner Mark he teaches a lot of the classes and every now and again you'll get one man I mean it's generally men that come but um, you'll get one man in there of a bunch of ladies and you kind of start to question why that is and then you start to look around the shows and you think why visibly I cannot see a lot of men here why are they not coming to these shows to be a part of these experiences these exhibitions is it fear of being judged when they're walking through the door that they are a man and they're in a predominantly female environment I don't know and this is why I want to get this kind of message across is like you can come in and join us education I think is part of it but I just don't know what direction that's going to go in or what it's going to look like even at the moment so at the moment really you're at planning stage yeah, I think um, I would like to have a couple of conversations with a few people to see if they'd like to get involved in doing male-specific classes to see if there's a need or a want for it, first off. Yeah, it's just an it's just a little idea okay. <laughs> at the moment. There's so, many, there's so many things that have come through with this movement. It's only very, very early stages in its infancy. I'm talking just over two weeks already it's like it's overwhelmingly positive which is great so yeah do you have a charity in mind yeah so any money that we are going to be raising at the moment for the boy so two movement by selling the t-shirts and the mugs that we have because i thought i wanted to kind of raise some money for charity as well are going to go to uh, meningitis research foundation at request of rob's partner the money that's made from those is going to be going directly to Meningitis Research Foundation. Rob works for uh, the charity also and has won awards and all sorts for bringing meningitis research into the spotlight, even to the point of the World Health Organization. So he took that charity to a global you know, market, I suppose, because he's so passionate as well so because he's such a wonderful guy I mean if you'd mm. met this guy you you would instantly just know how amazing it was it's so sad to hear that he's gone and now understanding the depth of what he was doing such a huge loss the boys so too phrase came from when me and Rob were at the Stitch Festival uh, in London we walked the catwalk it was the maker's catwalk opposite the so over 50 lounge and we were the only two guys that actually walked the catwalk amongst a load of other women and I was so proud to be amongst those women also but the lack of representation for men was very evident on the day and one of the things that Rob said from his little kind of we had like little blurbs that were read out as we were walking down the catwalk Mm -hmm. were he's here to tell the world that boys so too And I was watching and I was like, I completely identify with what he's saying. And I think that's why it's been such a powerful thing recently for me to go down this road and use the boys so too phrasing from that catwalk. We now know why boys so too was created. Yeah. We now know what you're going to be raising money for. And hopefully in the future, the education part and the inclusion will be really interesting to see unfold. Yeah. There's a couple of things that have uh, like been talked about as well. With There was a fabric company called Wattle and Slate who Rob's, he used to buy fabric from and they wanted yeah. to get involved in the Boys So Too. So they're looking at uh, releasing some 
fabric designs, especially for the movement, which will also include sewing kits for young children to sew up at home. I think we're looking at a raglan sleeve kind of jumper that's got the Boys Sew 2 logo on so they can make it themselves and get excited about sewing. So yeah, it's there's lots of little things in the works. Lots of little people have come in and go, I want to get involved and how can I get involved? And I'm like, I just bear with me. <laughs> I want I want all of you involved, but I just it's navigating a world of uh, a movement on your own uh, in the very beginning is is overwhelming uh, in a in a really really positive way. But it's almost like there's so many ideas coming at me left, right, and centre. It's yeah. just like, okay, we're we're gonna do this, but we need to kind of make it bigger. And um, you know, and it's just important to get the message out more than anything. Yeah. There's going to be a sewing show at Alexandra Palace in October, which the organisers have agreed to for us to have a male fashion catwalk. So men can bring their, their own makes along and walk the catwalk. And that's going to, also going to be honour of Rob for the Men's Sew 2 movement. They've also given us a little gallery where we can put our makes so people can look at them. So having them on board has been huge they can see the importance of this movement as well from a sewing industry point of view, of drawing more men into these environments where we can all be inspired. Awesome. That's what, over six months down the road? Yeah. Based on all the support that you've had so far, by the time you get to Alexandra Palace in October, could be a whole other ball game. but it'd be good that, you know, you establish the hashtag boys so too. In over three weeks, I think we've just had like 700 followers, which it's not a numbers game, but that's overwhelming. It's, you know, for that many people to get on board in just over two weeks is is brilliant. And I think this could go in so many different directions. It could include so many different people, companies. I have faith that it is going to do that. And I'm quite emotional with the thought of, Rob would have loved what's going on mm. in his name as well. So, you know, from both sides of it, it's, yeah, it's amazing. It really is. Clive, I know that from my experience in the sewing community, we're really supportive of making sure that there is inclusivity and yeah. that we are visible, especially Server 50, making sure that we're all visible. That's what we're here for. And I yeah. wish you all the best in bringing Thank you. boys so too to what it is you'd like to have in memory of Rob. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a really amazing experience to do a podcast. I've never done anything like this before. And also uh, to all the listeners as well, like if you are a man that's listening and you want to get involved, just let us know. Go to the Instagram and uh, boys so too and just uh, go, yeah, get in touch. Thank you. But thank you, Maria, um, so much for uh, having me. Oh, look, you're more than welcome. So again, listeners, if you want to get involved, go to the account Boyso2, follow and direct message Clive. Yes. Thank you again for your time, Clive. Thanks so much, Maria. I really appreciate it. Thank you. And have a lovely day, listeners. Listeners, if you have a guest post idea that you'd like to manage for Sober 50, make sure you direct message them on Instagram and get started. 
This episode for Sober 50 Podcast on Soul When I Stole was produced by me, Maria Theoharis, with permission of Clive, sound by bensound.com. You can subscribe to So Organized Style Podcast, but with an S not a Z on all good podcast apps. Make sure you go back and listen to our So Over 50 Podcast archive. There are over 130 free So Over 50 Podcasts to listen to. I hope that you'll support our podcast production through our Patreon account. We look forward to joining you in your sewing room next time. Stay safe, everyone.